In the book of Luke, chapter 22, we read these words. The apostles got into an argument about which one of them was the greatest. So Jesus told them, Foreign kings order their people around, and powerful rulers call themselves everyone's friends. But don't be like them. The most important one of you should be like the least important. And your leader should be like a servant. Who do people think is the greatest? A person who is served or the one who serves? Isn't it the one who is served? But I have been with you as a servant. I want to get a glimpse of what's happening here. Jesus has been with the disciples now for over three years. And they had witnessed many of his miracles, heard his teachings, and had been privy to many of the intimate and unknown messages and conversations uh, that he delivered. Jesus was with the disciples in the upper room here, celebrating the Jewish Passover, but he was also instituting the First Holy Communion. He took bread, and he broke it, and he gave his Father thanks and explained to those gathered around him that his body would soon be broken just like a loaf of bread is broken in half to eat. It was a powerful metaphor, but it left the disciples with their familiar deer-in-the-headlights look. Then Jesus took a cup, he gave God thanks and praise, and told the disciples that the cup represented his blood, and his blood was going to pool on the ground under a cross for the sins of humankind. Through his sacrifice, he was going to establish a new and an everlasting covenant between humankind and God. But the disciples were still clueless. They just didn't get it. I'm not sure I would have either, actually. Instead of putting two and two together, they were focused on themselves. It was all about them. In this scripture, Jesus is talking about saving the world, and yet they're fighting over who's going to be the greatest. Have you ever heard that phrase, a box of rocks? Jesus knew at this point that it was time for some extreme measures. And all of the on-the-job training that they had had over the past three years, it was getting ready to disappear into oblivion because it was still all about them. So Jesus took a towel and a basin of water and he knelt down to wash the disciples' feet. Now, I can't help but wonder what was going through their minds at this point. I can only imagine the silence that must have taken over the room. What in the world is he doing? He's not supposed to do that. That job is for the servant of the homeowner to do. Jesus is our king, not our maid. Jesus continued that night to individually go to each disciple and to humble himself and to wash their feet. Jesus had just shared a meal with them, but now he's on, their, on his knees washing their feet. And as he continued going from one to another, he finally came to the stubborn one, which was Peter. You'll not wash my feet, Jesus. You're the king. I wonder if Peter actually thought that Jesus had momentarily forgotten who he was. Ridiculous. But then Jesus stuns Peter with a rebuttal that should send shivers down our spines. 
Unless you allow me to wash your feet, you will have nothing to do with me. Could it really be that Jesus was serious? What Jesus was essentially saying to Peter and to us is that unless we allow God in human form to serve us, we can never be forgiven and be in an eternal relationship with him. God has served humankind in order to accomplish his will. Think about it. As a believer in Jesus, I have to allow God the opportunity to do his work. And God chooses to work as a servant in many cases. In this scenario, one had to accept that it is not about you. In order to comply with Jesus' request to serve in love, you have to give it up, to let loose, to throw away, to trample upon our own sense of pride and arrogance and self-worth. As the King of Kings kneels down to wash our feet, humility and lordship mixed perfectly. Note to self, let him work. I can't do it. Thanks. And God bless.